Hi, my name is Ryan Wilson, and this is My Life Wildlife. I am a wildlife biologist uh, with the Fish and Wildlife Service in the Marine Mammals Management Department in Anchorage, Alaska, and then specifically in the Polar Bear Program. So I grew up in California. My earliest memories of wildlife and, and being interested in nature was when I was probably five or six, and I remember in the springtime going and exploring vernal pools with my family and collecting tadpoles and and you know bringing them home and putting them in some fish tanks and watching them you know morph into frogs and stuff and then releasing them and you know always had a lot of pets and stuff and then was in boy scouts and you know so enjoyed camping and and all of that but it never really like biology never really occurred to me until even though i did really well in biology in high school and then my junior year, my biology teacher, who I actually wasn't taking a class with that year, he just randomly approached me in the library one day and said, hey, you know, I've got this extracurricular research project. You know, would you be interested in it? It's, you know, it'd be studying like vernal pools near where, where I was living. So looking back now, it's kind of interesting to go full circle with that project and everything. But it's like one of uh, maybe two times in my life where I had like this epiphany like oh my gosh you know that's what I want to do I want to do field biology and stuff I was planning on going to UC Davis and got accepted and everything there and then out of the blue you know you just get inundated with these you know college materials your senior year in high school and so I'd applied to all the schools I thought I wanted to go to, and then out of the blue, I got something from the University of Alaska Fairbanks in the mail. And I think I'd also just recently had like a backpacker magazine issue that like focused on Alaska. So I was like, oh, that looks really cool. So I'm like, well, I'll apply to UAF. Then I got accepted. Everything was so new and novel and, you know, seeing moose roaming around campus. And, and I, I remember, you know, shortly after starting up there, like the very first night that the northern lights were out and just how incredible that was and actually experiencing it I think with two other you know people that had just moved up from California too that I had like become friends with and so I mean it obviously left a, a lasting impression on me because here I am you know back in Alaska again but yeah it's just this is just such a unique place and unlike anywhere else I've ever lived. So after I finished my dissertation, you know, I was kind of on the lookout for jobs and, and everything. And I had a couple of different opportunities that I could have pursued. And out of them, one of them was uh, like a postdoc working with caribou movement, migration patterns, and, and kind of helping to inform some land use planning in the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska, NPRA. A lot of my dissertation work was on like movement and space use patterns of bobcats and coyotes. And so it seemed like a really good fit for me. And so so anyway, yeah, that was I took that job and moved up here. And towards the end of that two year period, I was starting to look for other opportunities. Um, and then this job came open with Fish and Wildlife Service. And somehow or another, I think I got the job and I later found out there were over 100 applicants. I'm like, I, don't, I still don't know exactly what put me over the top. I wasn't ever looking to work on polar bears. I wasn't ever looking to, to kind of make a, a long term you know, life in Alaska. And yet, you know, here I am. I've been working on the polar bear program for uh, a little over eight years now and living back in Alaska. 
in Anchorage going on 12 years, you know, so my first time seeing a polar bear was also like the first time touching a polar bear, you know, so it wasn't like, oh, I get to see one in the distance, you know, and that was my first exposure. It was getting to go out and do capture work in the Chukchi Sea was my first exposure to polar bears. So I think I'd been on the job probably only about two to three months prior to getting to go out in the field and, and help out with, with our program's capture work. Landing on the sea ice with, a, you know, an anesthetized polar bear and getting to, you know, be up close and, and personal with it and really, you know, get to, yeah, get to, get to see what, uh, what a polar bear is like, you know, and touch it and, and just kind of get a sense for how, yeah, all their different features, how incredible they are. One of my favorite pictures is of like the sunlight hitting polar bear's fur. And so, you know, polar bears are white, and I think most people know that the hair follicles are are hollow, you know, to help with insulation and stuff. But I think because of that, they almost kind of sparkle in the sun. And, you know, I think a lot of people think that they're probably really stinky and stuff, but they, you know, they don't really have, you know, a really strong odor or anything. And I mean, their paws, especially for some of the bigger animals, can just be, you know, huge, bigger than the size of your head, you know, and and their claws are really sharp. So it's just this kind of, you're in this really novel environment at, right next to this incredible and large creature, you know, and, and you get to take the time to really look at all of its, you know, smaller features and stuff too, and not just this big Bruin, you know. So yeah, that was pretty cool. In addition to just how amazing it, it was to interact with the polar bear directly was my perception of what the sea ice environment like was like was um was you know was way off i envisioned in my mind before going out there it was just kind of this big flat sheet of ice out there kind of what you'd imagine on a on a lake or something like that and and as soon as we got out there i realized just uh, how how off i was on that and how diverse of a landscape or seascape or ice scape i don't know what the right term is um that area is and and how dynamic it is there's all these pressure ridges that are poking up and then kind of openings in the ice and and then you realize too like when we're living on land and, and everything we're so used to knowing okay if I'm standing here for an hour I'm standing here for an hour I'm not moving at all but out there you'd be down you know working on a bear you start the helicopter up an hour or so later after you were done and you realize you'd moved a kilometer even though you had no sense of that movement and there's no like mountains or anything to help you kind of gauge where you are in relation to them and so so you're on this moving uh, platform and you just have no idea you know so it's just such a novel place to work so we um you know dart them from a helicopter and that, you know, that's a pretty, pretty crazy experience, too, as you're, I mean, hovering maybe 10, 15 feet above this bear, you know, as it's zigging and zagging. And I think if you th if you think about it too much, like you could probably kind of really spook yourself in terms of like how dangerous that is, like you're flying in a helicopter, you know, literally feet off the ground in a very like dynamic sort of chase, you know, and yeah, once once the dart goes into the bear, then we would back off and, and hover, you know, quite a ways away and just kind of keep an eye on the bear until it goes down. And if if it's moving in an unsafe direction, you know, kind of help shepherd it back to where 
where it's easy to land and, and process the animal, but also safe for them to kind of, you know, fall asleep or whatever. And then, you know, once they're down for a few minutes, then we'll go land and make sure they're fully anesthetized and then, you know, start working on them and stuff for, you know, about an hour or so. And if there's, if it's a family group, like a mom with cubs, you know, that's a, obviously a, a longer process, but we'll usually dart the mom first. And then the cubs almost always will just kind of glom, you know, come back to the mom and, and hang around her even after she's been anesthetized. And then we can, you know, get them as well. We certainly run into like Arctic foxes, you know, a hundred miles offshore on the sea ice as they're following polar bears to scavenge off their kills. I think those are the coolest. I, I don't know how those little foxes do that. And then to get off the ice in time, you know, in the summertime. So we'll see them. And yeah, we'll see beluga whales, and bowhead whales, bearded seals and ring seals. We give all these other species lots of space because of their, you know, their protected status as well as their, you know, importance to subsistence communities. Bears were listed as, as threatened under the Endangered Species Act in 2008. We have a treaty with Russia to jointly manage this shared population of polar bears and ensure that Alaska natives and then the Chukotka native people are, are allowed to, to continue to harvest polar bears into the future and so ensuring that we're setting harvest rates at a sustainable level so we have a lot of information needs to help inform you know some of these you know policies and treaties and laws that are in place and marine mammal protection act so the work is is largely to, to number one help us kind of keep tabs on what the size of the population is what are important areas for them kind of what their annual you know movement and and space use patterns are to, to help better understand you know what the risks of an oil spill might be or things like that to help conserve them and then the other kind of big area of interest or importance for that work is is really trying to keep tabs on on how the population is is responding to changes in in sea ice conditions and and we've seen some pretty big changes in sea ice conditions even since i've started there is a lot of variability in in how bears are responding to sea ice and even two adjacent populations can be responding significantly differently and we think it has to do with kind of the the underwater productivity of these two regions and, and how much shallow water the Chukchi Sea has and therefore more access to seals versus in the southern Beaufort Sea where they have a really narrow area of shallow water where seals are and stuff. So, so I think that's been really an important piece of work that's helped kind of lead our questions, you know, over the last decade or so. I think the thing that I like most about working on polar bears with the Fish and Wildlife Service is that the, the research and, and the work that we do like immediately gets applied to informing management and, and you can see the conservation benefits almost immediately. Our research efforts are directed at directly informing our management efforts. It's a really cool species to work with. It It is controversial at times, you know, there's a lot of attention on on your work and stuff so that maybe is a little bit of a, a drawback but it also you know it's kind of a, a benefit too that people do care about the work that you're doing you can see like the direct conservation benefits of your work like almost immediately so I, I think that's really cool and to know that yeah that that the work that i'm doing is having tangible effects on conserving polar bears and stuff i think is is really nice
This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Produced and story edited by David Hoffman for Citizen Race Car. Audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it.